of them, I'm sure. Amen. 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 Thank y'all. Wow. Like I was saying, I had a conversation, a brief conversation with John on our way coming back from dinner. And I happened to ask him, when was the last time you've taken vacation? You know, normally we, <laughs> you know, that came from, it came from out of nowhere, right? So, you know, I just asked him that. But I didn't know why I really asked, besides the fact I know we all, you know, kind of work real hard and um, we neglect to take that time to take a break for ourselves. But as we were worshiping, you know, it wasn't on my mind. I was while I was worshiping, I was, God was on my mind. But he actually said to me, Holy Spirit actually said to me, John, is that what I should have asked you, not the fact when did, was the last time that you took a vacation, but when was the last time you were in his presence? Mm-hmm. Um, because in his presence, as David says in um, Psalm 1611, in the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy. Mm. fullness of joy and at his right hand pleasure forevermore when you go to go on a vacation most of your time is spent in travel and then you exhaust so you need a vacation from the vacation <laughs> and you obviously have to pay for the vacation <laughs> unless someone you know bless you by paying for it mm-hmm. but when you go on an actual vacation you're not your soul is not refreshed. Mm. Your mind is not renewed. There's not a release of a fresh anointing mm. on a vacation. So I'm thinking, ain't nothing wrong with taking vacation, still do that. But just know what you're not going to get out of vacation versus being in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Mm. Fullness, Cliff. Mm. Fullness of joy. I mean, it's, 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 it encompasses every part of you. Fullness of joy. There's no area in your life where there's no joy. Fullness of joy. Yeah. And pleasure forever. Mm. That's the eternity. See, this is, and the natural, we continue to seek pleasure because it's not lasting. Mm. You didn't you want to get some more pleasure? Did you want to get some more pleasure? And that pleasure not good enough, so you want some more pleasure. Yeah. And there's different things and different vices that we try to get pleasure out of. Even the new car. Quite a few people are gonna get some new cars. Yeah, Rocket just got hers. Started talking about getting hers today. But after you get it, that that satisfaction is it's immediately gone. Then you see another pleasure because of that car note. No. <laughs> yes. <Right>. Disturbed. <laughs> but it's just so awesome mm-hmm. when you really put God in perspective, as you said. Yeah. Amen. Because he's, he's all that you need. Amen. He's really all that you need. <laughs> the other things are what you want. Amen. But he's all that you need. Remember that? I can answer your question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this morning. Okay. <laughs> this morning I was in the Amen. Wow. Yes. It was crazy because it just, and that's really for all of us, but you said that should have been my really response to you. So a lot of times that we, you know, life itself, it takes a hold on us. It gets really heavy for us. 
sometimes it seemed to be just too much for us. And this is why he said, come run to me. Mm-hmm. Run. He didn't say just come, but run to me. This is so awesome. So I just want to share that because that wasn't just for John. It was for every everyone. We don't want to be just, you know, go through the routine of habitually being what we think is in this present, but really getting from the outer courts to the inner courts, then ultimately to the Holy of Holies. Amen. 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 So today's teaching, I like to thank John and also Clifford changing my entire message. Y'all have no clue. And it wasn't because I decided God knows exactly what the people of God needs. And, you know, we, we think we're coming for one reason or another. And I studied for, I mean, it was all week long for yep. this. Not a, I read um, a book that was 300 pages, um, actually within a day and a half. And then I watched a video that was three hours, uh, a lot of studying. And so I think that this is it. That's not for this time, so I have to <laughs> see what we're talking about. That's not today. <laughs> he made me do this day, though, because he's about, he's about order. And um, this message has to be in order. So this is what he's given me for today. Yeah. Faith dethrones time. Mm-hmm. Faith dethrones time. Mm-hmm. You're going to find out how to. Think about <laughs> it. Think about faith and probably what you thought about faith and, and even time itself. And today is going to be a really challenging topic because we are, we are ruled by time. I have an appointment to go to. What time is it? You feel that it's time that you should have something else. You time uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sick I, I, it's time for me to get better time I'm, I'm struggling financial when is the time that you know I'm not going to experience this time time seems to have a grip upon us time is your reality mm. time is your present reality but re- eternity should be your present reality mm. but time is uh, even though God has placed eternity in our hearts to accurately perceive destiny, our own destiny, we still fret against financial challenge, our physical condition in our bodies, and or we are awaiting some type or some sort of deliverance mm. because of time. Think about it. Time. How time, you're serving time as if time is your master. Mm-hmm. It's time for me to get married. Time. When is thing gonna change for me? Time. Because that's your present reality. In this earth, we're placed in time. We're in this world, but not of this world. So we're not of time. We as a new creation have been delivered from time and the constraints of time. (laughs) Time in itself has been serving as a mediator between you and your dreams. 
Time. Time has been trying to determine to you, Cliff, about the direction of everything that you have your hands on. Time has. The deadlines of the projects, time. The waiting, pastor, of contract, time. Mm -hmm. Time has been trying to dictate to you your destiny. And how miserable you are when you're a servant to time. Good gracious. Therefore, we haven't even thought about our final destiny. Because here on earth is not your final destiny. Your final destiny is when you're caught up to be with the Father at his second coming. But you're too consumed with time. That you're not preparing for your final destiny. Whoever goes and travel and knows nothing about where that destiny is going to be. When do I land? When do you get to your next project? Mm -mm. Your final destiny. Your departure. You're not concerned, Greg, about when do I depart out of this world? Matter of fact, you don't want to think of it. Exactly. Because time is ruling you. Time has your mind. Time has your heart. Time. Time is dictating to you your even inheritance. Time. So when you plan on going on a vacation, you even get a tour guide. You find out all about the place, where you're going to stay, everything around you. You know where you're going, don't you? You prepare for the travel. You, you start to plan about what you need to take, how you need to dress. But you'll find an eternal destiny. Do you know? Are you preparing? No, we're not. Because we're serving time. We're consumed by time. Time has become our dictator. She said, yeah. Mom has a <laughs> yes, question. Yes, Mom? So I understand that time is man-made and not of God. So how did we get so absorbed with it? You know, if that isn't what we really should be um, living by. I, under, I understand what you're saying. So Mom is saying, is time, was it made by God? Yes, it was. Mm -hmm. He placed you in, in time. time. But when we became born again, and you get a little heavy because I'm going to have to explain time, and it's okay. He placed us, God placed us in time, but when you're born again, you're not of time. Because you're born from above now. You're born from eternity now. And time does not dictate to you your destiny. You're in the world. But not of the world. You're in time, but you're not of time. So time is not what's ruling me. Time is set up for events in your life mm. and appointments. But time is not my master. Time is not going to dictate to me who I am, what I have, and what I won't have. Yeah, see. Mm -mm. 
question. So we're going to talk about first, and uh, let me go ahead and give you our foundation scripture. Our foundation scripture is Ecclesiastic 3, 1 through 19. And we have a supporting scripture as well, which is Matthew 11, verse 12. Again, the foundation scripture is Ecclesiastic chapter 3, verse 1 through 19. Supporting scripture is Matthew 11, verse 12. But before we go there, I really want to give you a, a small highlight, really, of faith and also time. Because faith actually dethrones time. Faith is eternal. Faith is not of time. We've just been told when it comes to faith, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. But what does that mean? We're going to, to church, but we're not becoming the word of God. We're hearing the word, but we're not living the word. Because we haven't conceived the word to be a product of the word. So we're just saying the word. And it's a momentary feel good. It's a momentary building you up and encouraging you. But it's a challenge to live it out. So faith, what is faith? Faith is an eternal force. That is, that's a short, simple definition of faith. Faith is an eternal force. But the highlight of faith is this. Faith is the light of time. Time have you in darkness. <laughs> you can't see the real reality because time have a veil over your face. This is why those who are believers, we live by faith. Not by sight. Not by, sight, not by time, not by what we see. Faith is the light of time. It alone recognizes truth without seeing it. It touches what it can't feel. It looks upon the world as if it doesn't exist. It sees what is not apparent. It is the key to the celestial treasures. It's the key to the mysteries and the knowledge of God. Faith is the only living thing that causes what is not before you to be a contradiction, but yet it attempts to destroy it. But faith needs that to be present. Faith needs for you to be in a situation that says you can't do it. And then it causes faith to come alive and to activate and be an eternal force. And it imposes eternity into time. Faith needs you to be in a situation that you're in. Faith cries out for a situation that you're in. Faith needs for you to see the impossible to be possible. Amen. And so that you can impose eternity into time. And call what is not to be. I need $10,000. Faith needs for you to be in that situation. It needs for you to see something that is contrary or contradicts the word of God. And faith hastens and it comes and it imposes its will on that situation. So you need to be where you're at. Because you live by faith, Cliff, not by sight. You 
speak to me where you are, John. Mm. Because it builds, it builds a godly character. You have to live by faith because you're born again. It's very dangerous for a believer to default and live as a sinner or someone who does not believe. Because that's not your world anymore. Your world is belief. Your world is the unseen. It believes what is not there, what it can't touch, what it can't feel, what it can't see. It needs for you to be where you are. You need to be around those people, Fred Lena, that don't think that you have anything worth saying. You have no value. Faith, faith needs for you to be there. So you can be shown as a new creation. It needs for you to be there, Jackie. For who you used to be. And for you to go around those people who knew you then, but this is the new creation, not of this world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is why Thomas told, or when Jesus told Thomas that, mm -hmm. it's better that you have believed and have not seen. Amen. So this is kind of one of the last things he left him with. Yeah. Better mm -hmm. that you believe and have not seen for them mm -hmm. that have not seen. Yes. So he's really telling this is the light, but we don't yeah. want we don't want that. We don't no. want that. We want so to see. then then now you're saying you know you don't really see faith. Yes. Because now the circumstances mm -hmm. is that circumstance is there is there to really propel you yes. to believe. Amen. 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 Mm -hmm. So one. We see it in time. It's almost not. It's still going to pass away. So we take temp it's temporary joy. Amen. We focus on the temporary mm -hmm. joy. Yeah, because you can see it. You can feel it. You can take it. It's no different like with my shoulder. I, I told you, I put myself where the day he said yeah, you don't have to wear it. I'm, that's where I am. I'm not going to stay in the 60-day period. That's, that's torment. I'm gonna put myself in the day that he said that they're gonna release me. I'm already, I'm there. I just been waiting for you know time to catch up where I was. That's where I was. I was healed. I was. I'm just waiting for time, my body to catch up where it was. The healing was already there. That's right. My faith was already there. Okay. This is why we have to. We should welcome. This is why he says, mm -mm. count it all joy. Count it all joy. Been taught it wrong. When you fall into these. These trials and these temptations and situations counted all joy. Because this is building you up. This is for your good. You can't see it. You definitely can't feel it. Because faith is not about feelings. You are a spirit. It's not about feelings. It's about what you know. Mm -hmm. And who you know. And the most important, uh, important part of faith is this. Is that it shortens or squeezes time. Mm. It decreases its volume. The decree to which time has decreased in volume, length, and dimension. <laughs> and y'all fighting it. And you fighting. You fighting it. This teaching was a challenge for me because of I had to learn a little bit of physics, and I hate science. So I'm being stretched because it talks about dimension and time, and time and also eternity 
are one or two of the most challenging things for uh, the best scientists and everyone to study. They still have not really clearly or can clearly really define even time. Mm -hmm. Because this was created by God. This is why. But it shortens or it squeezes time, decreasing in its volume. It compresses time and makes room for faith. The manifested thing that you can't see, this is what faith brings. So this is the dethroning of time. This is what faith does. Mm. It dethrones time off of your heart. Mm. You have time on your heart. It's on the throne of your heart. Mm. Most of us, as we go through life, in and out, time is on the throne of your heart. Time brings you grief. Time does. Time brings you to a place of misery. Time brings you to a place of dismay. Time also brings you to a place of chaos. Because it's in your mind and it's in your heart. Time is. Time brings you to a place of confusion and doubt. So this is why he said, what by faith? And, and not, not by, by sight. <laughs> You're thinking about time. He's just trying to get so much so hard to get you to walk by faith because it'll squeeze time, the compress it, and the dimension of it. Yes. I mean, and, and because he is eternal, trying yes. to get you to see he's God. Amen. Amen. Now, talk a little bit about time. Time is a temporal dictator. Good God. That's a short version of time. Is a temporal dictator. But for you, it feels like time is forever <laughs> with the situation. Time seems like it's forever. And you have embraced whatever that situation within that time as forever. When is this going to be over? When is there going to be a change? This is what brings the misery. So time is a dimension and measure in which events can occur in order from the past through the present to the future. Time deals with dimension. Okay? Before you go on, I think mm? Greg had a question. My question is, mm? what do we do when, when, you know, you hear a lot of people say, I don't have enough time? Mm-hmm. Because again, it's you're allowing thing. time to dictate to you about how much time you have. But in eternity, there is no time or space yeah. in the spirit. No distance. So you time put boundaries on, you know, like she said, mm-hmm. well, it's time for me to get married. Or it's yeah. time for me, you know, whatever. But it put a boundary. But in the spirit, there is no time, no distance, no space. Mm-hmm. You have something, Aaron? Uh, we can talk about a physical place. It's normally where someone sit, a king normally sits on the throne. You've seen a king, right? And he has a real big high chair. He sits there. And that is the physical throne. Now, throne is also a place where you rule from and you decree and you call order. And you, and you, you make statements of, of how a person's life is going to be. Or pass laws from a throne. And in this case, it's our heart we're talking about. So where we are declaring things about time, about our life, about our destiny. You can create a throne from anywhere. Mm-hmm. And in this case, in our life, it's our heart. Mm-hmm. So talking about time again, 
time has dimension. And normally when we talk about dimension, uh, and we, we basically talk about it in uh, length, depth, and height. Mm -hmm. But we come from really more than those three dimensions. And with dimension, we're talking about space. And we have, uh, you know, people, three people I know I really know about dimension. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not, you know, a guru on that. <laughs> Pastor, you want to talk about a little about dimension? Mm. Uh, well, well yeah, sure. I mean, uh, we, see, we see in 3D, mm -hmm. right? Or we perceive in 3D as well. But animals have a more heightened perception of another dimension that, you know, like you see a scary movie and the dogs start barking and don't know what's going on, but you don't see anything. But right. they do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. they, they, they see spirits. So that's another dimension. Mm -hmm. So they're seeing in something, another realm that can't, that you cannot perceive. Mm -hmm. That's why you're the last to know. Right. <laughs> That's good. The dog That's already good. knows. That's good. He perceives another. He, he has a heightened sense mm -hmm. of something that you can't see. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. So, when you fish, you're talking about dogs. Does that work with weather, too? Like, they sure. Or nature does. Matter of fact, you know, right before, like, an earthquake or a sun, mm -hmm. they say the animal it gets real quiet. Mm -hmm. like, it's real quiet. They can feel what's going on. They, they're more sensitive to that realm than you are. You don't see it. You don't perceive it. Um, and some animals can see an infrared, and you can't. It's there, but you can't see it unless you have a, uh, a telescope that can see an infrared, which lets you see in another dimension. Mm -hmm. Like when you see, you know, I'll give you something like you see uh, um, an x-ray. You see like the, the green, the blue, the white, the all that different levels of, that's you're seeing in another, your eye can't normally see that. You can't perceive that, but through that scope, you can see those different, like it's hot here, blue, red, and green. So it's different dimensions, but there are mm -hmm. other dimensions that, the, the spirit realm, that's a dimension that you mm -hmm. don't see. Yeah. But, but you are a spirit, but you're in a body. So you can't, that's why when your body dies, your spirit goes someplace. Mm -hmm. It goes someplace. Mm -hmm. That's who you realize, that's another dimension. There are basically, and let's get into some deeper stuff. Um, I think Chuckman said it was like 10 dimensions, but I think he said 11. 11, yeah. Different dimensions mm -hmm. that you can't even perceive. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you're talking about bending time. Um, let me see that piece of paper. They talk about, you know, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. That's what they say, right? But what they're trying to do in time is like they take this and they, and they bend it. Mm -hmm. So you got that whole long distance. But what they do is they, they, they're hypotenizing that this is bent. So now the distance between the two is shortened. Mm -hmm. It's called like a wormhole. That's what a wormhole does. Mm -hmm. So it takes, you know, you want to go from this side of the universe to this side of the universe. Well, how do you get there? It takes forever, light years. So what they do, they, they got this thing called bending, listen, bending light, mm -hmm. which would be bending time. Mm -hmm. And it makes the yeah. distance shorter. So now they can get from that point to this point quicker. That's what a wormhole does. Yes, That's actually. Do. So like I said, we have to go kind of deep. So with dimension, basically, you know, just like the two to the measurement of the room, we do length, height, and width, mm -hmm. three dimension. But there's also, when it comes to really the earth itself, longitude and latitude, latitude. and elevation. So this is a dimension. But then we're talking about now going beyond the dimensions that we know, and that would be... Uh, the dark energy, they call it dark energy. So the scientists don't even, don't even know what's there or how to get there, but they know there are other dimensions. Mm -hmm. And so for us, it's eternity. So when you, you get past really the heavens, 
These are other dim dimensions. And when there was a fall with Adam, prior to the fall of Adam, he had he was in all of these dimensions. Can you just it, it says that uh, I just wanted to know could they just mm -hmm. imagine mm -hmm. beyond the heavens? I mean, <laughs> before we go anywhere, can your mind even go? I'm sure it can't. <laughs> but, uh, I know, but I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to get you to really understand <laughs> a, a different dimension. Yeah. Different dimensions that you can't see or perceive, but they exist. Right. And there's some, it's some other stuff. Y'all know on Friday nights you can come in and I'll show y'all some of that stuff and really get you uh, confused. Yeah, because right. you're right, really get you confused. But with Adam, he was living in all of those dimensions. <laughs> That's why he was not aging. When time stops, you stop aging. When time never exists, there's no aging. Wow. Yeah, and I got to add one more thing to that as well. Um, gravity causes you as well to age. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the things that they were saying, I was showing David the other day, that, that back in um, Abraham, not Abraham, but let's go back with uh, Enoch or let's go back with, with Adam. The gravity on the earth was totally different than it is now. <coughs> so this is another reason about aging as well. And y'all know before Noah, it hadn't rained on the earth at that time. Mm -hmm. And earth been here for quite a while. But they also talked about a canopy that was over mm -hmm. the earth. But you, you couldn't see it, but it never rained. But that's one of the things that came forth and broke forth as the deep gave up the water as well. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a canopy over the earth. So it's a lot of things that we don't know or understand. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, that you really can understand when you go back to the book of Genesis and y'all know that's why I love to be at because there's so much in there that we don't understand what was really going on in the earth. So, Amen. Uh, like I was saying, when it comes to Adam, he was living in all those ten dimensions or even beyond. And he, and when you said that canopy, he had the glory really of God around him. And so this is why I think he lived 930 years. Mm -hmm. 930. Yeah, 930. 70 years shy of a day. 1,000 years is a day. Is the mm -hmm. Lord of, that's what he's saying. So he lived 900. And that life expectancy for us is mostly right now is 70 years. So he lived 930. 30 per 70 is 100. So he would live 1,000 years of one day. Mm -hmm. So and he didn't. So basically, when, he, when there was the fall of Adam, we lost those dimensions. Yep. We lost um, six of the ten dimensions. Mm -hmm. And when we lost those dimensions, we lost our intelligence, mm -hmm. a good percentage of our intelligence, a man, and also we, um, we lost, uh, what else we, we lose? Um, age, intelligence. His age and intelligence. Mm -hmm. So this is why you, you think about a lot of things that was built uh, prior to our existence, in the biblical time, you're thinking that, wow, there's some really smart people, yeah. How did they do that? You know, a lot of things, and architectural designs and things that they did, it was because of the intelligence that they had. But we have lost that because there, uh, with Adam Fall, there was a fraction. We, the earth came to be now, had a fraction. We were broken and torn away from those dimensions. Mm -mm. It's really we're heavy. Go into depth on I'm that. going a little easy on you guys because it's, it's, it's really deep. So our knowledge was decreased, and so now we do live in a fractured world. And now it's all it's really like this. Our present reality is a virtual world. This is not your reality. No. You're in a virtual world. 
the matrix. I told you, uh, art imitates life. But we just don't know how to look at it or mm -hmm. perceive it. But to us, mm -hmm. it's our reality. This is why you can't seem to live an effective Christian life because you're in a false reality. You have accepted and embraced mm. this world as your home. And mm. this is not your home. Oh, that is so good right there. This is almost a presentation. The world is almost a presentation of a super uh, hologram. The entire world is. Actually, it's like a holographic um, world. That's what he's saying, basically. Mm -hmm. And a hologram is made of a what? John, come on, bits. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, do y'all know they talk about your, your, your DNA as, as if it was software? <laughs> your, your software got a glitch in it. Yep. it. Somewhere in that software, that's the fall. And y'all think I'm joking, but they can actually go back. They got Twick, I think there's his name, Twick. The guy and another guy who, who started um, doing the human genome with the uh, DNA. And they actually went through and found, they could actually through the DNA see an event in your DNA is in mm -hmm. all of us. Mm -hmm. And that's where they believe that the fall was. Mm -hmm. Because you're, you're, everything changed when Adam fell. Mm -hmm. his, who, his, his, he could be in the presence of God, but he didn't have this type of body. Yes, sir. So just to make sure I'm I know it's just to make sure I'm grasping mm -hmm. everything correctly is because of the fall, we were then limited to this three dimension view That's of right. life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But now once accepting Christ again, we're now back opened up to this other these other dimensions that were held away from us because of the fall. But now unless we really accept this this new birth and everything that comes with the new birth, then we still keep ourselves limited to this three dimension and expect God to rule in these three dimensions. Mm -hmm. And then if he doesn't rule in these three dimensions, we doubt his ability to effectively work. i give you a perfect example. I, yes. I, I mean, I'm following you, but I'm going to give you a perfect example. If, if and you read the scripture, if thou canst believe, if you have a faith as a mustard seed, you can move this mountain. Is it allegoric? Is it real? What do you believe? Okay, you believe it's real? Some people believe it's allegoric. Which one? You understand what I'm saying? Is, so when I read the scripture, when it tells you, you know, that, <laughs> that the donkey talked, is that real? Jesus walked in the world. Is that the reality? See, it, it, bound, it goes beyond all the physics and theories that we perceive, that you cannot walk on water. But he did. Is that allegory or is it real? Mm -hmm. It's so real that he said, we know Jesus. Okay, he got, but then Peter. Mm -hmm. Peter did it as well. Mm -hmm. We know Peter was real. You might have a trouble with Jesus, but Peter was real. <laughs> right? Well, well, how did he do that? It defied every known, gra or, or what I say, every known law of the world of the world about uh, we're not talking about this but that's right mm -hmm. see this is why the they, come on come on see this is what we're trying to get you to understand that he did it see I love it because he said I'm you know I'm divinity and you know I got both natures even that alone is hard to you to believe that one person has two natures mm -hmm. but you have a new nature too now now you can be a partaker of his divine nature amen I only see, I only do what I see my father do in heaven. So did he walk on water? Yeah. And if he did, he did, he couldn't have done it in this realm. Yeah. 
He couldn't have done it in the physical realm of this world. What is his body? How did he do that? How did Jesus walk through the wall? And they were very careful to say, and the doors were shut. And here he comes. <laughs> See, but what I'm just telling you, we can't, it's hard for us to perceive that realm. So if you can't perceive it, then how are you going to believe it? Yeah. Come on, wait a minute. <laughs> Peter walked on water. What realm was he in? What dimension was he in? Mm, yes, ma'am. Yeah. Um, you got all the magicians. Mm -hmm. you know, they tap into the wrong side, the other side. Yep. But um, I think they have a better understanding of the dimensions that we can't perceive than even the okay. believer does. Yeah. Because they tap into it, and you know, they call it magic. But mm -hmm. it's, I guess, something we're supposed to be able to do, but we're so amazing. Yeah, but, but what right. happens? What problem? That's right. You have a hard time believing the supernatural so you go to haiti and and you get a a, a haitian who 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 they, they they know the supernatural is real they know the demonic but you don't have to convince them this is why you have a lot of things that go over there spiritually but you have very few here people you got christians who don't even believe in the supernatural that alone to me is blasphemy because god is supernatural so so you don't you can't go to them and tell them that the demonic world is not real you can't go. You can't do that because they already know that that realm. Listen, that realm is real. Yeah. They know it. They've seen it. Yeah. So, okay. But what I'm saying, but when they come to Christianity, this is why you have a lot of the signs and wonders over there versus you have over here, mm -hmm. because they already know supernatural. They know that that, that part of that realm is real. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, Carl. I wanted to thank you. Oh, no, I was, was going to say most people do. They use Jesus and they use Peter, but you had. Elijah outran chariot. Yep. Philip was transported after baptizing. That's right. Miles away. So mm -hmm. People have done it, you know, and being with God in his spiritual presence and not having to be physically, mm -hmm. you know, Peter did it because he was physically. Mm -hmm. But these other two, you don't really think about, you, you know, really read it. They were with him in spirit mm -hmm. and they were able to do this because they knew it. It's Amen. just simple. The Christian walk by sight. <laughs> it's real. They walk by sight. <laughs> I know. I know that God. I know supernatural things. And and I'm, when Mel and I were getting married, and the lawyer office, this paper that we needed signed by the lawyer office, showed up at my other 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 lawyer office, which was closed. Which was they were out of town. The lawyer didn't know how he got the paper, and my lawyer didn't send it. But what we needed showed up. See, y'all, I mean, you tell people this, they be like, what? Wait, you serious? <laughs> I just told y'all that the place was closed. They don't know how to pick where it got there. But this is how Christians, this is how they respond to the supernatural. They, you tell them that that's what happened, didn't it? Yeah. Tell them that what happened to Rocket Sister. HIV, full blown. We, pr we worship, we worship, then we pray. And she went and got diagnosed, no more, no more AIDS. Her sister, 24 years old at that time. Yep. About to get married now. Mm -hmm. Healed from HIV. It, I'm just trying to tell you, this is what we don't believe. It's hard for us to believe. It's hard. They, it's, this is where the, I think this is where the block comes in. It, God said first, to, to come to him first, you must believe that he is. Amen. That he exists, even though you don't see him. You're worshiping a God that you cannot see.
Yes, sir. Now, because I've been exposed to this new dimension, <laughs> bills and things become so inconsequential. Because if God has given me the ability to walk through a daggone wall, then what's a bill like I'm I, didn't, I feel like I never even knew that this stuff existed. I'm so excited. <laughs> I didn't run around this whole bit. It's like, I just feel like there's just so much that was been hidden. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, yeah. All of this comes with accepting Jesus Christ. Yes. Lord and Savior. Like, yes. This is the best decision I've ever made in my life. Amen. So, Amen. God. <laughs> Because David one is they teach you, one one awesome. one problem is that they 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 teach you to you hear this word and I can't stand it. I just want to be in faith. I don't need to release. I don't need to hold back my faith. I just need to be in faith. And most of the time, our faith is used to get something, rather to know who He is. Yeah. See, I'm gonna I'm gonna use my I want to use my faith to yeah. believe that He is, and He is a reward for them that diligently seek Me. So we, most of the time we're using our faith and target our faith on things that are temporal. Instead of, you haven't read Ephesians, but he talked about what you inherited. The spiritual things that you inherited. The Bible says that you inherit the world, the earth. Yeah, and what's really happening, uh, David, is that mm -mm. our recreated human spirit is being developed. And um, most of our journey as a Christian, you, are, you had the new birth, but you were never being developed. Never. Uh, you were hearing the word, but you never became the word. Thus, you couldn't live the word. You were just saying the word. Uh, so, back to faith the throne's time. Um, really, when it really comes to, to time and those dimensions, there even was a um, scientist who actually said that if we were to operate in this uh, fourth or fifth so mm -hmm. dimension, mm -hmm. Actually, you could eat an orange from the inside out, not from the outside in. They're like, what? They're like, what? You actually would eat the orange from the inside out. And think about it. That's the end. Mm -hmm. But it'll be your beginning. beginning. It really confirms the word of God. <laughs> the end the of beginning. a thing yep. is already at the beginning. Yep. So if you want to know eschatology, go to the book of Genesis. Go back to the beginning. I'll show you the end from the beginning. So a simple definition for time is this. is an interval of change. Mm -mm -mm. The simple definition for time, an interval of change. It actually keeps what it is what keeps everything from happening at once. Wow. If there was no time, everything mm. would happen at once. Just like I said with the orange. Mm, mm, mm. You eat it from the inside. Can't even, they can't even understand. Yeah. This is the kind everything would happen at once. This is why times mm. are interval. You have seasons. Everything would happen at once. Fall, spring, summer. All at, at one once. time. <laughs> Mm -mm. All throughout chaos. the day, day, night, everything. Everything is at once. That is chaos. Mm -hmm. But time place order. That's right. In the earth. Mm -hmm. So that's simple. That's a simple definition for time. And scientists are still studying time, time. as I speak this moment. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yes? So as time is shortening, mm -hmm. that's why we have this weather that's going berserk. Mm-hmm. 
Those are some of the signs that he said that we should be watching. And he said, plus he said, if the time wasn't short, he said, no flesh would survive. So something else going to eat it up. This is what the word said. If the time wasn't short, no flesh would survive. Time is linear. Um, Time seeks to subdue everything and everyone to its natural progression, imprisoning those who will conform to it. Yeah, read that one more time. Time seeks to subdue everything and everyone in its natural progression, imprisoning those who will conform to it. Do you conform to your situation? And it will imprison you because of time. You're looking at it like this is this is it. This is it. This is it. That's how you look at it. This is the way my life is going to be, or this is my situation. But it's not. This is why, you know, with the new creation, with what uh, Dave was saying, and just to further give you some answer to that about now we're created in his image, but we're in time. Now what we have to do is through faith bring eternity into time. Otherwise, it's illegal for the Father to do anything That's right. in time. That's why you the Father pray. can do nothing in time because he's outside of time. He is in eternity. He's outside of time. So he placed you in time and then placed himself inside of you, which he is eternity. And so when you operate in faith, he is still outside of time and eternity, but yet inside of you, he's placed himself. So then you bring now the law of eternity and you annihilate and you dismantle time on the earth through eternity. Uh, pray without ceasing. Yes. Yes. Pray I cannot without ceasing. say that again if I try. No. <laughs> I was totally it's being recorded, so you'll get it. The notes will be there. If, yeah, we got it. <laughs> pray without ceasing. This is why he tell you pray without ceasing. So you don't have to worry about it, Dave. Now what you know, I'm stuck in time, Mom. No. What do I do about this? God, He knows everything. So when He placed you in time, He placed eternity in man's heart. So now, because it would be illegal for him to come into time, because he's of eternity now. But you are in both worlds. You're in time and also eternity. So you rule and reign. You're supposed to be ruling and reigning time, not time ruling and reigning you. It's supposed to be subdued by eternity. But it's the reverse. Because you have... Become a prisoner to time. And it's subduing you instead of you subduing it. Jesus. And thus, when he was born, because he had to be born into time himself. Mm-hmm. And this time when they came, he said, it's not yet my time. Right. Mm-hmm. It's his turn, but not his time. Amen. This is really good. Mm-hmm. So, so really, for him to... This is why you know he had those both of those natures mm-hmm. that he was fully human mm-hmm. because he had to be born through a womb of a woman to come here right. into time. Mm-hmm. Not just come, he had to be born yep. into time, just like you and I. You being the he first been an example of two natures showing you that you can do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, so when uh, like at the wedding, mm-hmm. Beast when he said, you know, to his mom. Uh, he, he said, "Woman, this is not my time." Not my time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. her faith 
That's very good. Do whatever he says. That's really yeah, good. Yeah. That's really good right, right. here. Yes, it is. Right. <laughs> it pulled him right. out of where he was really supposed to be, but their faith. Mm -hmm. My God. That's what faith does. That's it. That's what it does. It, it, it's the throne's time. Oh. Y'all better hear what's going on in here. So also in also in the woman that wanted the crumbs from Jesus. Yes. Right. You're getting ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> but you go ahead, go go there, John. Go. Well, when she when he was saying, you know, mm -hmm. or she was wanting to be healed, mm -hmm. I believe right. Yep. That um, said even give the crumbs to the the, the dogs. dogs. To the dogs. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. again, he was not. He was there to minister to right. the Jew. Right. At that time. Yes. Yeah. She was a Gentile. Yeah. They mm -hmm. said he pestering woman. Yeah. <laughs> because of your faith. faith. Right. Yes. That's it. Made you whole. Yeah. Uh -huh. Now, one more. One more. Right. Remember when the satyrian, he said, after he sent, you know, his servant would be healed. He said, Jesus said, I haven't seen such faith in all where? In Israel. He hadn't seen that kind of faith. That kind of faith pulled him. I mean, was he a believer? But he believed. He believed who he was. Not a sect. He was a centurion. He was a soldier. It pulled face. I'm mean, y'all better understand what's happening in here. What y'all are hearing. Keep in mind that faith is not governed by space and matter. It's not governed by that. So this is why it causes things that's of matter to change because it's not governed Govern. by the same rules. So say to that mountain now. He ain't playing. Um, Mom, you have some. No, I'm gonna go there. I'm I'm gonna go there. Okay. Yep, I'm gonna go there. Um, so. John, John, look at those notes. Yeah, it's excited. This is good. I'm telling you, this was a very challenging lesson for me to even study. It's not um, like science, y'all. He made me I study a little science. physics. So anyway, uh, let's go to our foundation scripture here, Ecclesiastics, uh, three, one through nineteen. To everything there is a season, and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born, and a time to die. A time to plant, and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill, and a time to heal. A time to break down, and a time to build up. A time to weep, and a time to laugh. A time to mourn, and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away, a time to rend, and a time to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. What profit hath he that worketh, and that wherein he laboreth? I have seen the travail which God hath given to the sons of men to be exercised in it. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. Mm. Also, he hath set the world in their heart, so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. I know that there is no good in them, but for a man to rejoice and to do good in his life. And also, that every man should eat and drink, and enjoy the good of all his labor. It is the gift of God. I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, 
nor anything taken from it. And God doeth it that men should fear before him. That which hath been is now, and that which is to be hath already been, and God requireth that which is past. And moreover, I saw unto the sun the place of judgment, that wickedness was there, and the place of righteousness, that iniquity was there. I said in my heart, God shall judge the righteous and the wicked, for there was a time there for every purpose and for every work. I said in my heart concerning the estate of the sons of men, that God might manifest them, and that they might see that they themselves are beasts. For that which befalleth the sons of men befalleth beasts. Even one thing befalleth them, as the one dieth, so dieth the other. Yea, they have all one breath, so that a man hath no preeminence above a beast, for all is vanity. Mm. So what is Holy Spirit saying there? All of saying a whole lot here. Mm. Uh, but I'm going to give you a short version of what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> he's basically talking about appointed times. There's definitely within this world, there are appointed times. So don't fret when these times are upon you. Mm. Don't mm -hmm. fret when these times are upon you Let's because you're in this earth don't fret when you're in certain times appointed times mm. we as believers you're in a certain appointed times mm. it's a time to be born it's a time to die yep. it's a time for you to gain mm. it's a time for you to lose mm. there'll be a time when you have much and there will be time when you have little. Wow. There will mm. be time when you are healthy, time when you're sick. Mm. There is a time to love and there is a time to hate. Mm -mm -mm. There is a time to embrace and a time to refrain mm. from embracing. All these things that they're saying here, there's a time to keep and a time to throw away. There are times to be silent when you're going through what you're going through and there's a time to speak. Only speak when you're in faith. Mm -hmm. Be silent when you're not. Mm -hmm. There is a point in time for everything, he says, under the heaven. Mm -hmm. And the reason he said it, again, because time is under heaven. Mm -hmm. So... Basically, he was talking about God's given tasks, what we do, we toil every day, labor, you know, no matter how hard you work, and then, then still things come up, and, and so we're fret because we worked so hard. He said, because you think that you're striving in your own strength. This is why you're most miserable, because you're striving, and it's your plan. Mm -mm. You have labored, and you still are laboring hard with all the things of life. He said, then you should rejoice and, and eat and be merry for the things that you've done. But we shouldn't be overtaken or thinking that this is what we're doing and is of our own. So God has given us the task so that we may fear him. All the things that we do, you, your work, your family, the issues in life, but then there'll come a time too when you're frustrated. After you've been happy and you lay back and you said things are great, then things are not so great. He said, this is 
the things that are under the heaven. And this is for everyone that they will experience it. It's how we respond to our times in life. So there appears to be Solomon. He really talks about an injustice seems to be prevailing in his life here. But that's not the case. Because everything works out for the good for those who believe the Lord. Mm -hmm. For those who walk all right. According to his purpose. Amen. <laughs> and love him. He really talks about it. So to sum it up, what's going on there is that we should expect unchanging happiness mm. in a changing world. Unchanging happiness. You should expect unchanging happiness in a changing world. Mm. We should bring ourselves to a state in life because it's our duty and our wisdom in this world. Bring yourself to the state in life that we're in time. Bring yourself to that state. Because if you don't bring yourself to that place, you'll continue to be most miserable and time will continue to be your master. Then let us seize the favorable opportunity for every good purpose and work. Strive to do good. Because there's a time to die is fast approaching. Mm -mm. The time to die is fast approaching. He has made everything appropriate in his time. Even your death will be glorious. Good God. Yet you won't understand his purpose of why you're going through what you're going through. The most tragic thing or situation in life can be the most glorious. But that's only if you're living in a perspective of eternity. Amen. This is why people ask, if, if God was all full of love, why did he allow all these people to die and mm -hmm. to drown? Even in death, God gets his glory. Amen. Without him, life has no purpose. It has no purpose. That's really good. It's profitless, has no profit. All the money you gain, all the things that you may build and places you may go and, and see, it has no profit in the kingdom of God. All is vanity. It's miserable and it's meaningless. With him, it will ultimately make sense. You'll walk with him, understanding who he is. All what you're experiencing will make sense. This is why it doesn't make sense. And you ask, why I'm going through this? I can't believe you know, this is going on. Because you have not brought God on the scene of your life. It's you calling the shots. It's you that's in control. It's you that's planning your life. You're planning your future. You have the blueprint. The phrase eternity in the heart actually really means it's a God-given innate sense that eternity was placed in every person's heart to know that there's more to life. There has to be more to life. And that's been placed in you. There has to be more it even has to be more than your family. Mm -hmm. It's more than my children. It's more than my job and my career. It's more because still there's something empty. All with all the people that you love that's around you. All the things. And we had things in life. Rocky, where you at? You had back there. You had all these things in life. Materialistic things. Monetary things. 
but still something was still missing. There's more to life. Al? Is that, could you say that that is the measure of faith that he puts in everybody, or those two different Eternity? Yeah. I guess I would definitely say that. Okay. Because this will allow you to know that you have a creator. Yep. Whether you deny it or not. And this is why men are going to be without excuse. Whether you heard the word or not. You're going to be without excuse because eternity placed himself inside of you. Good gracious. And eternity is going to call and cry out for itself. You're going to seek. It's almost like um, Mm. you can take an animal out of its normal habitat, but it's going to seek its original state and place from which it came. You know, and we, you know, people get, you know, a lion or whatever, and they try to, 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 to make a domestic animal. There you go. But it still is seeking its original inhabitation. This is not, it just know, even though the whole time it's been there with the trainer, that you're not my mom and dad. It's wild. I, it's wild, it, and it's it inside nature. of him. It has his real nature. It's it. just an innate thing that's placed inside of him. And it's in our DNA. Eternity is in your DNA that you've been born from above. For those who are not even saved. So when you get changed, when you get saved or and born again, I told you, you Mm -hmm. your actual DNA structure really changes. Mm -hmm. Something gets cut on. Darius? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. That's exactly. That's it. Yep. That's that is the new yes. covenant. It was the new covenant. Better promises. But now the new covenant that he put his word. Now it's going to be written in your heart. That's the new covenant. He's Didn't made everything beautiful in his own time. Mm-hmm. Problem is that you are confined and restricted by time. That's why it doesn't look beautiful. Mm. That's why your situation doesn't look beautiful. That's why you say give thanks in everything. Mm-hmm. For everything and in, 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 in everything. And Amen. For everything. Give thanks in everything. Think about your life. It's not beautiful, certain parts of it, because of time. Time. Greg? I need your help. It's okay. I can go back to the scripture. Mm-hmm. What you're saying, uh, what Al was reading, verses one through nine, you know, gives you a time for this, that, mm-hmm. and the third. But it doesn't give you a time for prayer, which I think the reason that is is because we can pray all day, all night, mm-hmm. to you know, and stay in stay in the word. So I don't think that that time yeah. is needed. Well, the reason that it wasn't listed in there because if you go to the very first verse, it says, These, this is everything under the heaven. Under the heaven. So prayer, prayer goes, is not under goes, the heaven. There you go. It's eternal. It's eternal. Because that's yeah. who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Dig it. <laughs> yeah. So these are really the concerns good, good and your, your woes and your cares of the world. Under the heaven. That was a good question. It was excellent. Because these are your concerns. Everything that was listed there was nothing eternal, nothing supernatural. Everything listed there was the natural. Natural. 
the natural part of your life that brings you all your worries and your, your woes and your cares of life. This is why he says, after all, it's all vanity. All of it. All of it's vanity. All, all what I've been concerned about, all what I thought is important is all vanity. Fear God. All, you know, I'm not thinking I'm being loved and all when I'm going to get mad. All is vanity. Everything. The places I want to go, the things I want to do, all vanity. Fear God. <laughs> Worship him. That's what he's saying. He says that he's going to make it beautiful in his appointed time. Your brokenness, your battles that you're dealing with, your fragmented dreams, everything, the things that you've lost, your illness, any, anything that you're experiencing in your life. But this is the sovereignty of God. Mm. This is something we don't understand. This is something that's hard to accept. You know, for uh, you to lose uh, one of your children at a very young age, it's an extreme tragic thing. And a car crash or anything, the plane, you know, this is very tragic. You can find no glory. Where is God in this? Mm -hmm. Where is God in this? And when it comes to a person's life, this is where we really get caught up again in time, is that when someone who's lived 97 years old, we're more accepting, Cliff, of they live a long life. Long life. We're not so brokenhearted about that, right? Mm -mm. Live a nice long life. Versus, you know, say a three-year-old dies. Oh my God, you know, that's the worst thing. Oh, you know, we never got married, never graduated, all these different things. It's, it's, it's really horrible. Your heart is really broken, even for someone you don't know because the child was so young. But when death comes, your life will be as if it was yesterday. Mm -hmm. You can't measure. Even though we think we have measured it in time, there's no time. When death comes, it will be about a moment. Your life, it will feel just like you just live a moment in time. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? It will be just like, because you can't, it's not tangible. Mm -mm. Your life is not, the years of your life is not tangible. You can't touch it. Life, you can't touch it. You can't feel your life. Mm. When your time is up, it would be as if it was a moment. This is why he says your life is but a vapor. That's true. And? Is that why people say when they, or when they have a quote-unquote near-death experience, mm. Their whole life flashes before. That's what they say. Mm -hmm. So that's is that like that's relatable to like what you're saying there. It's like your entire life encapsulated. Yeah. In a moment. In a moment. Mm -hmm. Right there at the point of death. And I'm gonna give y'all a, mm -hmm. a live one. When mm -hmm. I went under for the operation, and it was a three-hour operation. The last thing I remember is I was closing my eyes and I could see the doc in the wall. In an instant, my eyes were open again had no concept of time in a three hour span mm -hmm. it seemed like I did this mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. and I was up it was no I had no concept and I started thinking about that I'm like wow yeah. what if I had never mm -hmm. woke up <laughs> but right. what I'm saying is that mm -hmm. I, I blinked my eyes mm -hmm. and I was up. I blinked them I was up I blinked them again and it was done three hour long mm -hmm. Surgery, movement, yeah. all kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I had no concept. I had no reference point. Because time was stopped. Time was on pause. 
It's like I blinked my eyes, and when I opened my, when I blinked them, I was done. Think about it. When you're under surgery all those hours, and you wake up, it seemed just like you went out. Three hours. Because time was paused. Uh-huh. Rocket? I thought about something like, um, it's like kind of like music and worship, and you lose like all sense of time. Mm-hmm. You, you really do, like you don't. You do. You know you came to worship, but then it's like you did, and then it'll be like three, four hours, and you like, you know what I'm saying? Like you right. There's no time. There's no time. There's no time. Eternity. You mm-hmm. lose all senses. Yep. Key phrase. There you go. You lose all senses. senses. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what mm-hmm. you have to do yep. to get in his presence. Lose all senses of the flesh. Because right. you are off. a spirit. And there's no time or space mm-hmm. in the spirit. John, gets John? So in the, uh, I think for David in the John three three when he says mm-hmm. he is born of spirit mm-hmm. is spirit, mm-hmm. right? And in John um, ten nine he mm-hmm. says Je- Jesus is the door, mm-hmm. and he who comes through me mm-hmm. and freely he, it says you can't enter the kingdom mm-hmm. until you're born of the spirit. That's right. right. Yes. Mm-hmm. He says I'm the door, and those that enter through me. Freely go in and out of. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. They walk freely in and out of the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. The door. Mm-hmm. Amen. All right Amen. now. Amen. All right now. I love it. 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 This is why we have to stay in the word, because the more that you really become the incorruptible word, the more that you want to embrace it. The more you, your endurance yes. for the spiritual things yep. become more heightened. What's, what's going on now is that we're not heightened to what's spiritual. We're heightened to things of the senses. Yep. So let's quickly go to, because um, right when it comes to this, the sovereign of God, <laughs> it, God, he tends to guide us of all things that happen into our life. Ooh. He guides us. The sovereign will of God guides us. So we're going to go to our supporting scripture, Matthew eleven twelve here. And uh, when you reach it, it says. All right, um, Fraley, you can read it for me. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. Mm-mm. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven and or the kingdom of God suffered violence and violence take it by force. The real rendering of this verse is that from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been administered by force and those in power control it. Mm, mm, mm. Say that one more time. time. Because we don't really understand the kingdom of heaven. Mm-mm. Kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God. We don't understand really what it is, and we're supposed to be from the kingdom. You don't but know. we don't understand. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven and or the kingdom of God suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. And so this verse is really rendering hence. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been administered by force and those in power control it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to, a wow. little later, really ponder this, but I'm going to go in and I'm going to help you to dissect this here. 
And this is really how revelation come. First of all, what is the kingdom of heaven? Anybody want to quickly try to express that? The kingdom of heaven. Come on, students. Okay, I'm going to go there. The kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God is primarily, this is just really a clear, short, yeah. and concise uh, definition for the kingdom of heaven. It's primarily an assertion of God's power and action mm. breaking into this world. The kingdom of? Kingdom of heaven. heaven. We tend to say it's joy, peace, and righteousness in the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, what's that? That's what, that's the churchy response. <laughs> what is the kingdom of heaven? We, and we've been told it is that. It, yep. is, it, it is. is joy, peace, and righteousness in the Holy Spirit. Spirit. It is. But really, what, what is Holy Spirit trying to reveal to us there about the kingdom of heaven? It's an assertion of God's power and action mm. breaking into this world. That's what the kingdom of heaven is. Mm-mm-mm. Are we doing that? Are we asserting the power of God in action? Are you taking the opportunity? And breaking into this world. Mm. So now let's highlight the kingdom of, uh, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence. What, what is that? Come on, Christian. It suffered violence. Basically, it forces its way violently. We thought, I know, I thought it was... Uh, the enemy coming against us. Yeah, that's what you right? thought. Did, did anybody else think that? It was yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's not accurate. It's really about you. Mm. You are the violent one. But not violent in how we understand the term violent. Go ahead, please. It's just like a city being seized or surrounded that's ready to be captured and taken over. This is you doing this for the kingdom of heaven. Come this on. is what you're doing as the kingdom of heaven being a prey. As an animal hunt is prey, you're doing this towards the kingdom of heaven. Mm -mm -mm. You are the violent one. They're going to mess up some it's theology. Force, in Hold on. It forces its way violently. These words describe the eagle rush of a crowd. It was as if it were a city attack on all sides to those who were eager to take possession of it. You are taking possession of the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. So this is what he means when he said compel. Mm -hmm. Exert, uh, compel them mm -hmm. to come in. You right. gotta go help compel them yes, to come in. Yes, yes. That's a powerful word. Yes, compel. but you you have to first, as a believer, seize the kingdom of heaven. She's not talking about knocking somebody in the head and telling them to come to the kingdom. That's <laughs> the, not what she's saying. The kingdom of divine. heaven is about your salvation. You it's go. about healing. It's all encompassed everything about our Father. Mm -hmm. And you are seizing it as if it was your prey. Good God. So you're the violent one, the lion that's going after his prey. How he, he's, he's very eager about it and, and how he wants to capture it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and take possession of his prey at all costs. And we're going to take possession of the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God for, the, for our possession. Mm -hmm. We have really want to take the kingdom of God as our possession. Mm-hmm. 
You don't want to really possess the kingdom of God. Mm. Violently. By force. At all costs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Oh. The violent take it by force. What does that mean? The violent are men. They're, they're men of eager zeal who grasp the kingdom of heaven. It's peace. It's blessedness. As much eagerness as men would snatch and carry off as their own spoil or conquer a city. Mm-hmm. Their life is. And this is what the, the, the proverb is actually talking about here, given as a prey. So it's like being a crusader. We are like crusader. for Christ. We are crusaders for Christ. But he's letting you know when it comes to his kingdom, you have to really go after it, possess it, cleave to it, desire it, want it. You know, there, there has to be a deep hunger and thirst. It has to be something inside of you that this is the only thing that really matters, and I have to have it mm-hmm. at all costs. There's some things and people that you want to have and do at all costs. Why not the kingdom of heaven? Amen. Yeah. Amen. You know, you're right, because the catching away, the hot pot, so it, is a, it actually is a, it's a violent act. It's, it's a, a snatching away. It's a quick snatching away. It's mm-hmm. not that, okay, he's coming with a bird. It's a quick snatching away. So, and that's, that's a kind of a, mm-hmm. a, a violent reaction. Yep. And I, I just want y'all to make sure y'all are internalizing the word violent, mm-hmm. not as in, uh, you know, abuse, mm-hmm. but in an urgency. Yep. Amen? Have to have it. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Amen. And if you really understood the kingdom of darkness, you would. This is what the the ministry of reconciliation. That's what it does. It takes the very person that's in darkness and snatch them. It's a mini rapture right out of darkness into the light. If I don't snatch you, you're gonna take your time. You're gonna be you're gonna be lukewarm on the fence. Okay, we got. I think I have two questions. Two questions right there. A little bit more to go. There's two words in that that most people have a negative view of the word suffer and like you said, violence. Mm-hmm. Or force, take it by force. To suffer something doesn't necessarily mean you're hurting it. Like, I could suffer to listen to you. Mm-hmm. It's just me saying, okay, I'm going to listen to you. I'm suffering to listen to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But it's not like you're hurting me to do it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you would say the kingdom of violence is suffering. It's like, you know, it wants to be the whole thing for God is to bring all you back to him. Mm-hmm. Reconciliation, yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's, it's suffering because of our, our yeah, Exactly, that's good. That's it's, really good. A clip was saying uh, it's suffering because I resist it. It's suffering because the flesh doesn't want anything that's spiritual. The flesh have no desire to do what's good. The flesh doesn't want to love. The, the flesh definitely don't want to wait. And it don't want to be delivered. <laughs> it can't be saved. I think Dave and then Darius. So, I got my question is this. In the beginning when it says from the days of John the Baptist until now, mm-hmm. is, it, is it stating that when, like, we didn't have this opportunity opportunity to violently seize the God, the kingdom of heaven until the days of John the Baptist? Like, that's when it started, when the opportunity opened up to be able to seize the kingdom of heaven? Why did he say from the days of John the Baptist uh, until now? Well, what did John the Baptist do? He was the forerunner of the what? The gospel. The gospel. <laughs> so you couldn't do it before. There you go. Right. He was the forerunner. He got order. He's he really order. implementing here, showing us again about time. And so when it comes to eternity, he has a point of time. And it's beautiful in his time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. okay. Amen. I think Derek. Yeah, I was saying, I remember teaching. 
relate to when you say, give me this day, this day of bread. Mm -hmm. That kind of relate to that, like, give me this day, this day of bread, this day of us. I know the. I'm, I'm trying to understand the. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm following a little bit, but I'm, I'm, I'm not quite. Cause I don't want to misunderstand them. But is it? Are you saying about say it again? No, where is that? There? I gotta because find that. What, what I'm giving you is, That's why we ask questions. This is how we have to. We don't, I mean, this is how we should be towards the kingdom. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And in that scripture, they give us a day, this daily bread. How it is promised to us the daily bread. Mm -hmm. So we have to give us the day, the daily bread. Like, mm -hmm. That's how I receive it. You know, have taught. Okay, and that's and that's uh, when he was telling them to teach us how to pray, right? Right. Uh huh. Yeah. Come on, like placing a demand. Oh. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we yeah, make yeah. That okay. Right. All right. All right. So, so it's placing a demand instead of us ask for that's why us. We ask, ask for us is a command because we know it's due to us. Right. Okay. And the kingdom of heaven is due to us. I got you. So I got what he's saying now. Exactly. And this is the thing. What we don't do is that. Got we it. are more passive mm -mm. in our relationship <laughs> when it comes to the supernatural. And we want things just to happen. Yeah. And we do have to ask, and our asking it is a command because it's already, we're not, you know, ordering God around, but it's something that's already has promised to us. So, yeah, I, we were, I, I we're there now. I it took agree. us a minute, but we're there. Gotcha. And that's, How do that's we. That's good. That's why we ask questions. How does faith dethrone time? How do it really dethrone time? When a believer force of faith is launched in words. When a believer faith is launched in words. That's how you dethrone time. And you will superimpose the invisible into the visible world. So your words are powerful from what we were talking about. That the believer is going to be judged after every idle word that you have spoken. Be careful of what you're saying. Your words. The heart is the throne, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And the, out of the abundance of the heart, the, the mouth speaketh. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. So you're decreeing death from the throne. Yeah, amen. That's right. Amen. Whether it be of God or not of God. Mm. That's right. Mm -hmm. It just depends what you have on the throne of your heart. That's right. This is why he said you're going to be judged after every idle word. That means my words have power. They do something. So this is why you got to be careful how you talk to one another. Mm -hmm. You're not talking to me. You're talking to the Jesus in me. Amen. You gotta. You, you, if you have an understanding mm -hmm. that when I approach you, I'm talking to Jesus mm -hmm. that's in you, and that's a very serious. You will have statement. yes. If you really understand that, mm -hmm. you, your your words will be curved. You're gonna be very careful. And I love it because Jesus said he didn't speak one thing when they were. Uh, you he would. They would ask him, uh, "What? Where's your kingdom?" Mm -hmm. Are you a king? Right, right. And he was very careful about what he spoke. About what he spoke mm -hmm. at that moment, under what? Under duress. Mm -hmm. He was bound. He was he was before mm -hmm. the king at that time, the emperor, whoever. But he was before him, and he, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to choose my words. Yeah, yeah. Very carefully mm -hmm. of what I say here. Wow. Not only that, but he knew that the father was listening to him. Mm -hmm. He was wow. his father. That's good. Okay, y'all can't mm -hmm. even get that. He was his father. Wow. Um. Man, so how does faith dethrones time? The new creation careful. is immune to this world. We really should know that we are immune to this world. 
and it dictates. We are immune to time. Mm -hmm. We have been divinely empowered with an ability to supersede the law of time. This attribute we receive from the inherited DNA of God in us. Mm-hmm. How do we dethrone time? How does faith dethrone time? This is the one to highlight. Faith does this. Faith reaches backwards and forward into the dimension of time to dethrone it. <laughs> it reaches in your past. Mm. Go to your present. What happened? What's and going on? Anything happen? and try to anticipate that will happen in the future. Mm. It goes backward and forward into the dimension of time to dethrone it. So this is why everything, including your mistakes, will cost you the prosperity. Because faith can go in your past, come in the now, go in eternity, and now it dethrones anything that time would try to come and impose upon your life. That's how faith dethrones time. Mm. It goes through the very dimensions of your life. Every dimension that will ever be in your life, faith can go. (laughs) So it can heal you from that. Yep. Mm. Amen. Um, Give you the example that John brought up in Mark 7. So let's go to Mark 7. Um, Yeah, 7, 25 through 30. And this is an example Jesus walked in and and uh, actually how he went through the very dimensions of uh, eternity while in his earthly body. He actually did defied the laws of time and marked the dominion, dominion time had over man. And we'll see how fragile time actually really is here. So we'll go there. And that's Mark 7, verse 25 through 30. For a certain woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him and came and fell at his feet. The woman was Greek, a Syrophoenician by nation, and she besought him that he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter. But Jesus said unto her, Let the children first be filled, for it is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it unto the dogs. Mm-hmm. And she answered and said unto him, Yes, Lord, yet the dogs under the table eat of the children's crumbs. And he said unto her, For this day, go thy way, the devil is gone out of thy daughter. And when he was and when she was sorry, and when she was come to her house, she found the devil going out, and her daughter laid upon the bed. Actually, what we, what's going on here is that Jesus is really showing you again how faith dethrones time. He's talking about when he said his children, that's the Jews, his chosen people. He's saying to the woman, I must first, really I am obligated to my chosen children first, the Jews. Mm-hmm. And you're a Gentile. It's not your time yet. Mm-hmm. It's not the Gentile's time yet. That's right. Said to the Jew first. Mm -hmm. And so what she did, she said, but I know. Mm. But she believed. So she asked, knowing that he would do it. Because of her faith, she dethroned 
her faith the throne time. Oh, goodness. Goodness. He can't resist. He can't resist faith. When you believe, he can't resist. It, I got to come. Because <laughs> you believe. See? So she was actually, what What law did Jesus actually heal by? Was it by the law of healing? Uh, did he have by the virtue of the cross of Calvary? Because he hadn't, he hadn't went to the cross yet. <laughs> was it his mercy? No. Jesus broke. He broke the law of time cool. that just uh, constrained them. He went back into time to the foundation of the world oh. where he was slain before time ever was. Good God. Oh, my Jesus, Jesus my himself God. went back to the foundation of the world where the lamb which he was was slain before time was. And she was healed. He had to go backwards again. Good faith went backward to come forward mm -hmm. to constrain and dethrone time. Y'all okay? Yeah. That was heavy right there. Y'all okay yeah. with that? We got probably maybe about 10 more minutes and we'll wrap it up. Jesus was crucified. This is what's so awesome when it comes to really these dimensions and, and what really going on in, in eternity. Jesus was crucified, buried and raised before he got to the earth. Before the foundation of the world. He was crucified, buried, and already raised before he came here. When he got here, he was already dead and raised. <laughs> he already conquered death. But this is everything that he requires, which was past. There you go. To be now. Mm -hmm. But this is how your life should be now, because now is eternity. Now is eternity. Not when you die. Not your future. Not a couple of months from here that things going to get better. It's already, it's now. Mm -mm. Send your faith into your past, your present, and then your future to dethrone time, to compress time, to decrease its volume in this space, to shorten the time. So faith is really, like you said, now faith is. Faith now is. It's now. The evidence of things not seen. It's an eternal force. Now faith, right? Amen. I mean, he's just telling you that <laughs> it exists. Past, present, future. Yes, sir. Faith does. Wow. Mm. Oh. Paul says, and be not conformed to this world. Don't be conformed by time. Mm -mm. Don't be restricted by time. But Don't be limited by time. By of your mind. Oh. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you can see that dimension now. Glory to God. So what is Paul saying? Be not conformed to this world. Don't be subdued to this world age. To time zone or the prison of time's limitation upon the earth. Fix your mind on what's eternal. Mm. We're living in two places at the same time. As he is, so are we in this world. We have access to eternity by virtue of our heavenly birthright. You have access to your destiny. Y'all hear that? You have access to the end of your life. Mm, mm, mm. You can access your destiny. It's not what you see. It's not what you feel. Mm -mm. It's what's already done. You had nothing to do with it, Cliff. Place called done. You have nothing to do with your life. Nothing. But we think we have so much to do with it. 
And we mm. keep trying to put our hands on someone else's life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're trying to put your hand, John, on your life. Yeah. And it's not your life. It's someone else's. It's God's life. Mm. Take your hand off God's life. Mm. Because it's already finished. How can you start or complete what's already done? How can you build a house that's already built? Mm. He's the author and finisher of your faith. That's what we prayed earlier. He wrote it. He's the author and finisher of your faith. How can you make a deposit in the bank that's already there? Mm -mm -mm. How can you do that? How can you go to Florida and you're already there? Mm -mm. How can you come back home and you're already home? This is why he's everywhere. And so are you, eternal. Perspective is wrong. That's my interpretation. Wow. So really, this is changing your perspective. Yeah. So if you have the wrong perspective, you had a wrong interpretation yes. of your life. That's not yours. It's hid with Christ. But go ahead. Mom. So is this um, is why we can say um, not worry about what if you know people say what if I had yeah. uh -huh. what if yeah. it doesn't matter because it, like you said it's already planned out so it's no need to try to figure it out uh. like you said and stress and yeah. Those who are born again, Amen. your steps are already ordered. That's good, Mom. That's really good. Your steps, but you think that I made that step. <laughs> Wherever you're at, you're thinking, I made that step, but your life is not your own. The question always should be, well, Lord, what is it that you want me to get out of this? What am I supposed to learn out of this? Because you're ordering my steps. It seems like I'm orchestrating my life, but you're not. A believer's life has already been done. Mm. You're just going on a path that's already been walked. Mm. You did not create that path. You didn't make that turn. He did. Uh-oh. And when you're in a bad relationship, things go, well, why did I do this? Your steps are ordered by the Lord. Order. <laughs> so either way you went, they were ordered. Either way you went, they were ordered. <laughs> why so much pain? Why, why this? Mm. Why that? All the whys and the what ifs, Mom. Mm -mm. Don't do it. Because they were ordered. You're under a sovereignty God and a sovereignty will. And he's about to order some more. So this is why mm -hmm. Paul said, as soon as he got knocked off the horse, he asked him, first thing he asked, what would you have me to do? Mm -hmm. He changed his whole direction of what he was doing. What would you have me to do? Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm. <laughs> we need to fine tune our mindset to the frequency of God. Wow. You have your mind set on this world frequency. Mm. And you can only receive signals from this world. That's good. You are only receiving signals from this world, from people. You're receiving signals from everything that's below the heavens. Mm. <laughs> everything. You think that you're in charge. You think that you're doing what you, you want to do. But your life has been already finished before you were born. 
if he's the author and the finisher of, of your, your faith. faith. Of your faith. How can you rewrite the same book that's been written already? When you're trying to live two lives? Fine-tune your mindset to the frequency of heaven in order to align yourself with it. And or re revelations coming forth from the throne of God. Align yourself to receive revelation from the throne of God. Amen. Because you're getting your own intellect, other people's thoughts. They're saying what they think is best. But God knows what's best. Mm. Because he created you. No one else knows what's best for you except, except your God. creator. Amen. So allow God to be in your life, Greg. Allow him to orchestrate your steps, where you go, what you do, how you think. Amen. How you think. Permit and allow the mind of Christ Jesus, Jackie, to be in you. Permit. He's allow me to, to take over your mind. Allow my mind to be in you. And you can think and move and speak just like I do. And he says he's already stripped the earth from harming you. Our biggest issue is trust. Amen. We are to trust and to seek him. Our life journey is to trust and to seek him and rest in him. Amen. Seek, trust, and rest in him. Seek, trust in that order and rest in him. Seek him with everything that you have. It shouldn't be a day that you don't seek him. You're seeking other things and other people. You're seeking, you know, what I'm going to eat, uh, what I'm going to do. You, you're seeking, you know, I, I need some more money. You, you're seeking. You're seeking for something and someone, and still you're most miserable. He said, seek me. I'm all that you need. Trust me. Then rest in me. Mm -hmm. Rest in me knowing with full assurance that everything is working out for your good. But I need you to trust me to do that. Please take his peace. Because anytime you don't trust a person, mm. you start to take over. Mm -hmm. You want to do it because you don't trust that the that's person right. going to do it right. And that's one of my weakness at my job is that I have a support staff, but... Um, you know, when I first hire someone, I don't trust them. So I end up giving them something to do, but then I take it back. <laughs> take it back, Because I don't trust them. I don't trust you're going to complete this. I don't trust that you're going to do it the way that it needs to be done. So I make more work for myself. And this is what you do. You make more work for yourself, John. You make more work for yourself, Dean, because you, you're not trusting God that he can do it better than you can. Mm -hmm. This is why I take work back from any support staff because I don't trust you will do it but not the way that it needs to be done. The way that I would do it. Um, the way that I would, I would do it is I need to know you but when I know you just like I'm a, conf I'm a, a conference coordinator and I, I said on my host committee this year I have to have people that I can trust that can do the job because I had people up there that I couldn't trust 
And when you don't trust a person, you're not going to rely on them to do what you, you have, you know, you know, proposed for them to do. And God has given you really a way to rest in him, rest in a full assurance because he created you. And because I didn't create that person, I definitely don't trust you. I don't, I don't know your work ethics. I don't know your, you know, your skill set because I really don't know you. And maybe because we don't trust God because we really don't know him. But when you have someone you know, you trust him. Because you know what they're capable of doing. Um, mm -hmm. Can I add just a little something yes, to that? Yes, Pastor. When it comes to trust, also, like you were saying, the person that you gave the task to do and they mm -hmm. don't do it. Yeah. But also, it's a, God has to trust us with his, with his word. Amen. That we do the right thing and yeah. we won't be adding in a bunch of stuff mm -hmm. and all these other things. But the person, if you don't give them that opportunity, mm -hmm. they, will, they will never fully develop. They will not grow. Mm -hmm. And trusting, in trusting, you have to grow. If I'm going to give you a task Amen. to do, you have to go. I've given you 66 mm -hmm. books of me. Amen, yes. And they speak of me, and I need to be able to trust you yeah. with them that you're going to do the right thing with them. Yeah. So you will grow. If I don't trust you, you won't grow. Amen. You have to grow. You have to develop. This is what's wrong with the recreated human spirit. Yes. They cannot develop because there's a big trust issue there. Mm -hmm. You don't trust the integrity of the word. Yes. And it's just so awesome because, for like I said, for me, for this teacher, it, it was a really stretching me. And then I knew it was going to stretch the hearers of the Word of God. And I said, Lord, this, this is a really tough one here because I was basically couldn't sleep. And in my dreams, he was putting things in my spirit as well. But he's calling us up to really seriously go higher in him so you can receive, you know, the different dimensions in, within him. So you're able to, your intellect, you, things going to come to you that you've never even thought about. Your, the ideal, the wisdom. But even with that, there's a certain thing that God really requires from us. And that is to make a vow to him. Mm -hmm. we, when you really make a vow or a commitment to someone, they are really counting on you to do exactly what you said you were going to do. But we, he's made a vow to us, and that was really his son. He gave his son for us for your life. And the thing about what have we really vowed to do for God? And if we have made a vow to God, are we really living up to that vow? At this time and age, we really have to have a relentless faith. Amen. Cliff, no matter what we see, what we feel, our faith must be relentless. Nothing can move us. No situation can move us. I was watching one of these videos, and what was the young man from the minister, Peaches? From Nigeria. And none of us, and I wish I had that image to show you, none of us had to really go through this persecution and suffering physical for the gospel's sake. He, his whole face was just was burned. I don't know they put acid on his face or what they did, but it's acid on his yep. face and the whole half of his on head, our Facebook page. all the skin just like a melting candle and this man is still standing for God he's still standing for God would you you know that's what we were teaching on Tuesdays um, an incense of prayer that in the west over here we're, we're not persecuted you could say Jesus is in the middle of the street right now yeah. and there's no uh, threat of life yeah. but 
over there where you're two percent Christian and there's ninety eight percent Muslim, you yes, you, that's a real Christian who really believes God. Mm -hmm. We we're not put underneath that pressure or stress uh, to for our faith. Amen. So we got to be very careful. Um, where we place our prayers and how we need to pray yeah. for our brothers and sisters who are being persecuted under, you know, you know, great distress. Mm -hmm. And we're sitting here just, you know, willy-nilly, we can just do whatever, and we don't even do it. But for them, if you saw this guy's face and mm -hmm. you would hear his faith mm -hmm. after what happened, would you serve him? I mean, to really serve Christ means that your physical body could actually, you could really die Amen. for his namesake. Is that, you know, that's what you said when I believe. Amen. That's a part of the package. That that could happen. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen? Well, that's happening to them. It's real. It's a reality to them. So my question really be to us, then why are we so, our life seems like it's just coming to an end when we go through the everyday cares of life. And it's hard to even commune with our Father because we're going through. We have a situation. Get through. But you have no situation like some of these people have really been martyred for Christ. You have no real situation that where your life is really in danger because of the gospel. Because you carry Jesus' name. So think about it when the next time you're in any type of situation to where you're, you're depressed about anything, you're sad about anything in your life. Because when you, you're separated from God, when you're in doubt and denial, any kind of doubt about how your situation is going to turn out. And you're not trusting God. And this is, this is a device that the enemy used against you. He deceives you through doubt. What if? When? Hmm. How come? Why not? You're thinking about all these things so the enemy comes in with you through doubt and deception. Hmm. And any type of, you know, a rebellious behavior. And we rebel when we are in doubt. Because you are coming against what the word of God says. You don't no longer believe the truth. I'm a believer, but I don't believe. Yeah. Right. Certain things you're believing yeah. for. But this one. Conditional. I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't so know. I just, you know, definitely want to just uh, share that with you. And I, I, we have to really get to a place in our relationship with God to where we meet him again for the first time. Amen. It's time to meet God again for the first time. You've gotten too used of God's goodness in your life. And we've taken advantage of his grace. And we've taken advantage of his mercies. We've taken advantage of his glory. We've taken advantage of his peace. We've taken advantage of God himself. We have become fat with God's His all of his attributes, all of who he is, we've come too fat with that and full with that. And when you get full, like John did last night, you can't take it anymore. And so we're at a place, some Christians are at a place where they can't take any more of God. And when you get there because of life situation, you have to meet God again for the first time. Think about your, the one that you married and, and the first time we got together and everything, all, everything was in high death, you know. Mm -hmm. Everything right, was in high death. High death. You know, the, the colors and everything was so brilliant and, you know, and, and then vibrant. But now. you VGA. <laughs> think about it. And this is how you are with God. That's the low red. 
This is why you have to recant. He said, you have to think back on where he brought you from and how many blessings that he loads you with every day, daily. But we take advantage of that because of a situation, because things are not going right in my life. Do you have it, Carl? Okay, well, don't, don't no. worry about it. Uh, it's on the Facebook page, so if you go to Walker Ministry on the Facebook, it should be on it, right? Did you get it on there, right? Okay, so they can go to Walker Ministry on Facebook, yeah. and you can see it there. So I pray that today that you receive the engrafted Word of God that's able to change your life. That's able to change your life in a moment. Yeah. In a moment. Right now. But your faith has to dethrone time. It has to dethrone time off your heart. Because time is on your heart, ruling and reigning, and dictating to you your destiny. Dictating to you your next year, your next six months, what it's mm. going to look like. And mm. has drawn a picture, a collage of your life. And you're believing it. That's a false reality. That's a virtual world. That's not your reality. Mm. Your reality is eternity, which is now. Mm-hmm. It's now, Verlina. It's now. It's not about you can feel it and you can touch it and you can see it. Because it's in a dimension that's not in time. We have to grasp hold of it. Grasp hold of eternity. Of your faith, which is the eternal force that imposes its will into the law of time. And it dismantles time. It tears time apart. It compresses it. It makes room for the eternal. And the things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen now becomes the manifestation of God's glory. And the thing that you hoped for and expected is now. Amen. Amen. Dethrone time off of your heart. And you will see and experience the true glory of God.